power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless God for another Sunday like this. And God bless you for joining us from wherever you are. Um, my prayer is that you connect with us in spirit, even as we spend a few minutes in the presence of God, sharing in prayer and in the word. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to pray. Just thank God. Just thank God. There's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the spirit. Just begin to connect with whatever is happening here today in the name of Jesus. Just come out of the realm of the flesh. Come out of the realm of the soul. Enter the spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come on, lift up your voice wherever you are. Shed off anything of the flesh. Shed off anything of the soul. Just enter the spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We command every heaviness over you wherever you are right now to be lifted. Let there be a release in your spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God, every cloud of heaviness, we command to be dissipated right now, wherever you are, in your sitting room, in your, in your bedroom, wherever you are, let the atmosphere begin to change. In the name of Jesus, let there be a release in that atmosphere right now. Let the heavens be opened upon you, wherever you are, wherever you are joining us from right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as you pray. Let the heavens be opened. Let the power of the Spirit of God be released into your atmosphere in the name of Jesus. The Bible said Jesus, when he was about to be baptized and prayed, the heavens opened. The heavens didn't open because he was the Son of God. The heavens didn't open because he was going to be baptized. The heavens opened because he prayed. That means prayer can open the heavens. Prayer can open the heavens in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the heavens be open. Let the heavens be open. Let the heavens be open and let there be a release in your spirit. Let there be a release in your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Maybe you woke up with a burden. Maybe you woke up with something upon your mind. Maybe you even had a bad dream that is making you down, that is preventing you from being active and sharp. In the name of Jesus, we command every burden to be lifted right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Connect into the spirit, connect into what is about to happen here right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. May the angels of the Lord be released wherever you are right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Speak in the language of the spirit if you can. The Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, Edified himself to edify means to build to edify means to construct i don't know what is broken around you i don't know what is down around you but as you connect and as you pray in the language of the spirit let there be a reconstruction in the name of jesus let there be a reconstruction of your faith let there be a reconstruction of your joy let there be a reconstruction of your peace. Let there be a reconstruction of your excitement where the things of God are concerned. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Jude said, Beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Antekele rede delende le brasi kalate lebregaleana la basanta katiosa. As you pray in the language of the spirit, may you move from one level to the other in the spirit. May you migrate from the realm of the flesh and enter the holy of holies and enter the realm of the spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rabakata letatisa kele malanda mala sorry brakata bahasa. I want you to pray wherever you are committing the service into the hands of God. Pray that the Spirit of the Lord will minister to you, even as the Word of God comes shortly. Pray that your heart will be made ready, your heart will be made soft, that the soil of your heart will be fertile ground for this Word to 
seed and to germinate and to bear fruit. Lift up your voice, begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, let the hearts of the people be prepared. Let the hearts of the people be made fertile grounds for them to have an encounter in the Word this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, I ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. But may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction in the activity of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father this morning. To glory Father, to glory Son, to glory Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, that we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God for this morning and wherever you are, God bless you for joining us in this live Sunday service broadcast. And I want to entreat you to connect fully with whatever we are doing here and I believe the service is going to be a blessing unto you. It is not going to be a very long service. I'm going to spend a short time in the word with you and then we pray and we will close. Um, this morning I want to share with you something. I know today is Palm Sunday but I'll speak about Palm Sunday in the course of the service. But we all agree that we are in unusual times and I believe as believers we need certain keys that will help us to function fully during these unusual times of COVID-19. I want to share with you what I've entitled being a Christian in the midst of COVID-19. Being a Christian in the midst of COVID-19. Being a Christian in the midst of COVID-19. A lot of things have been brought to a standstill. A lot of things have been brought to a halt. Bricks have been placed on a lot of things because of the pandemic we are experiencing now. But Christianity is not on a brick. Christianity has not been halted. Christianity is not on a lockdown. We are still Christians. We will always be Christians. We will continue to be Christians until Christ comes and raptures us. Hallelujah. And so this morning I want to share with you how being a Christian in the midst of COVID-19 this pandemic challenges us in a lot of ways as believers and this is the time we must show that we are true believers hallelujah and the way things are unusual if you don't handle things well there are a lot of things that can go amiss in your life in your family in your relationship with God hallelujah so I want to give you a few pointers, maybe four or five, depending on time, on being a Christian in the midst of COVID-19. For those that are in the lockdown areas, the areas that have been locked down, it comes with a lot of challenges. Sometimes when you are going out and you are met by a policeman, you are tempted to forge a story for you to be given a pass to go. But Christianity has not been suspended. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of barriers and in the midst of checkpoints, honesty and truth must still prevail. Amen. You see, there are certain things we've considered as little sins. We have categorized sin and created categories for them. We have big sins and small sins. So the big ones are murder, fornication, adultery. But lying is also a sin. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, I never saw God kill anybody for adultery. He never killed anybody for fornication. He didn't even kill anybody for murder. The murderer in uh, the New Testament, Paul, 
God had mercy on him. The adulteress, when they took stones and were about to murder, Jesus intervened and saved her. But two people died for lying. Hallelujah. That means lying is also a very serious sin. Amen. So if you know you will be tempted to lie, just stay at home. Hallelujah. Because now people are creating things for themselves. When they are met at the barriers and the police says, where are you going? Say, I'm sick. I'm going to the hospital. Meanwhile, you are healthy. Meanwhile, there's nothing wrong with you. People take paracetamol from their house and carry. And when the police ask, where are you from? I went to buy medicine. And the police ask, where is your receipt? And there is no receipt to go with it. Because you carry the paracetamol. Honesty must still prevail in these days. Hallelujah. This is where we must be seen to be Christians. If you really have to go and the police ask you, where are you going? Say the truth and pray that the Holy Spirit touches the policeman's heart. There are some of them that are simply unreasonable and they don't want to hear anything. But the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And the Lord can touch the person's heart and allow you to go wherever you are supposed to go. So honesty must not be thrown to the dogs. Honesty must not be thrown through the windows in this time of COVID-19. We are still Christians. We still obey the word of God. We still believe the word of God. And we will still live by the word of God. Hallelujah. Let the unbelievers do the, the lying. Let them do the forging. You see, even if you open your mouth and say, I'm sick. It is a negative confession. You are calling sickness. Right now, sickness is in the air. And when you call it, it will come and land in your abode. So don't lie that you are sick. You are healthy. You walk in divine health. The Bible says, I desire above all things that you might prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. If you have uttered the words that I am sick, may the Holy Spirit negate the negative effects of the words that you are spoken. And if any demons have latched onto it and are planning to work with it to bring sickness into your life, we bind those demons and, and we declare them powerless today in the mighty name of Jesus. But from today, don't lie that you are sick again. Hallelujah. So let me take you through a few things. You must still be a Christian in the midst of COVID-19. Reading the word has not been locked down. Bibles have not been locked down. In fact, you are on your phone more now than you've ever been the whole of this year. And your phone also has a Bible. This one is not word of knowledge. It's not prophecy. I know it. Your phone also has a Bible. So why is it that it is only the whatsapp the green and white and then the blue and white facebook one and instagram and twitter and now there are new ones like i said tiktok right and likey or whatever and all those things zoom they are the the apps you are clicking on but there is some bible app somewhere that you have neglected for some days today i came to remind you that that is the most important app on your phone during these times it carries the word of god it carries life it carries the divine protection and the divine exemption that you need consume the word hallelujah don't don't neglect the word of god continue to read when you wake up in the morning you eat right you are feeding your flesh you are feeding your body but your spirit is hungry because you are not feeding it with the word the only thing that causes your spirit man to grow is the word of God. The Bible says, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God. So continue to read the word. And you see, some of you, you are unable to read the word on your own because you don't have a systematic word study plan. You just open the Bible and hope that the Holy Spirit will lead you somewhere. So if today is 1 Corinthians and tomorrow is Habakkuk, you are just reading and reading and reading and believing God that he will speak to you. But you must have a systematic way of reading the Bible. Precept upon precept. I've said it many times that many believers think that devotionals are for baby Christians. It is a lie of the devil. Many people who have that mentality, if you look into their life, they don't have a consistent Western life. It's because they have neglected devotionals. Devotionals give you a systematic way of studying the word. It gives you a focused way of studying the word. Even if you not use a devotional, you must be systematic. You can do a Bible or, or a book study. 
so he decided that i'm doing first corinthians so you start from chapter one chapter two chapter three maybe if you do three chapters a day you do it if you do four chapters a day you do it but you have a systematic way when you have a systematic way it's easier for you to remember when you miss it but when it is haphazard you just wake up and when you feel like it you do it you will miss a lot of bible study times by the time covid 19 will be over and it will be over soon hallelujah by the time COVID-19 is over, your spirit man would have shrunk. It will be scrawny. It will be lean. It will, it will not have the strength to be able, able to overcome the flesh. You see, Galatians tells us that the flesh and the spirit are in constant battle. They are contrary to one another. That battle will always be there so long as you have a flesh. And until the day you are raptured or the day you die, you will still have a flesh. And that flesh will fight your spirit. And it is the word of God that gives the spirit of your strength. It gives it power. It gives it muscle to be able to stand against the flesh. Because there are things, you see, whenever you sin, it means your flesh spoke and your spirit couldn't counter what your flesh spoke. That is what results in sin. So your flesh says, last. Your spirit is always crying for things like prayer. It's crying for things like fasting. It's crying for things like the word. But when your spirit man is not strong, when your spirit man hasn't got muscles, when your spirit man hasn't got a divorce to speak for the flesh to be brought down to subjection because you have been starving it, you always fall to temptation. Hallelujah. When we are born again, we start off as babies. And you need, it's your spirit man that becomes a baby that is born. And your flesh is still the flesh of a grown man or a grown woman. That is why sometimes people struggle at the beginning of their work with God. It's because the flesh is still a bit stronger than the spirit. But that is why you need to go on an accelerated spiritual growth regimen with the word of God. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God. As you pump your spirit man with the word, it begins to grow. It begins to grow muscles. It begins to get stronger. So that now when it speaks and says prayer, while the flesh is saying last the prayer overshadows the last and your life becomes a life of prayer and not a life of last i pray that that will be your portion in the name of jesus the flesh likes laziness the flesh likes to sleep the flesh loves food while the spirit wants to fast the flesh likes food i don't know if i should take a census of how many of you have fasted during this lockdown I believe it will be bloody and it will be a disaster but fasting still abides in spite of the lockdown prayer still abides in spite of the lockdown word steady abides in spite of the lockdown pray read your word it's not all about iphone iphone is a brand a small i with a big p during this period your brand should be i pray with a capital P. Hallelujah. I'm sure Jesus, if you ask him his brand, you say, I pray. You say, I preach. You say, I prophesy. I pray that that will be your brand. That is what you'll be known for in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Prayer. Jesus said, man ought to pray and not faint. Look, there are people, they can exist and still be okay when they are not praying but there are some of you you were born into battle you were born into warfare everything you will get doesn't come by chance it doesn't come easily you need to battle and war for it and there are people like that compare david to solomon solomon what battle did solomon fight he came and presided over the glories that the father had laid down but david from bear to lion to Goliath to Saul to Philistines Goliath's brother who tried to kill him he was baptized into warfare he was born into warfare and there are people like that everything is warfare you cannot afford to sleep at this time be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
don't be like the foolish virgin who slept not only because they didn't have enough oil but they were foolish enough to sleep when those who have extra oil were sleeping so there are some people they are born into peace they are born into peaceful homes there are no witches in their house there are no wizards in their house there are no people who chant and people who believe in incantations around them for some people great grandparents to the third generation were Christians they fought all the battles and cleared all the idols and done everything for them they can afford to sleep but you cannot afford to sleep because you are a first generation Christian you are the first to get baptized in the Holy Spirit you are the first to speak in tongues you are the first to be called a born again Christian there are battles for you to fight there are things for you to contend with I pray that the spirit of slothfulness the spirit of laziness will not overcome you during this time I pray for a stirring of the spirit of prayer in you right now in the name of Jesus I speak to every prayer life that has gone dead for it to resurrect right now in the mighty name of Jesus just as Ezekiel spoke to the dry bones those of you who are feeling dry in your spirit right now I speak revival I speak an awakening I, I speak a quickening into your spirit right now in the name of Jesus wherever you are let the spirit of God touch you and bring about a revival we release the flames of fire of revival into your spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus just as Ezekiel spoke to the dry bones and they came back to life I speak as a servant of God anything that is dying anything that is dead anything that is dry in your life may it come back to life in the mighty name of Jesus when Ezekiel prophesied the Bible said there was a strong wind let the wind of the spirit begin to move over your prayer life right now in the name of Jesus let the flames of prayer let the flames of supplication let the flames of worship be ignited and be kindled in your spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I know our God is a God who likes our words like revival like restoration like repentance let all of these be your portion in this period in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God prayer and the word must not be neglected they are daily essentials in your life because you see for some of you if you neglect prayer by the time this thing is over getting your prayer life back on track will become a problem it will stutter and stagger you see it will be buffering like when you are watching youtube with a very bad network hallelujah it will take time for it to set in but may that drought that dryness be broken right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the word is not on lockdown prayer is not on lockdown Christianity is not on lockdown we are still Christians we were Christians and will forever be Christians hallelujah point number two this lockdown means you will be at home with people you must learn to tolerate each other hallelujah you see those days where when you get angry you can just walk out and go and cool off and come back if you have a car you just pick the key husband and wife small misunderstanding husband picks the key opens the car door sits inside drives away to be with the boys you go and spend time with the boys now with the lockdown if you go policeman will catch you on the way you see what they've been doing to people on social media you hold your ears up and down like that you must stay at home and solve that problem deal with that problem you must be able to look each other in the face your house mustn't become a war zone during this time hallelujah tolerate people including the children this is when they will give you headaches more because it's like there's very little to do that is when they will climb things you've said they shouldn't climb those days when they had other things to do they were distracted but now there aren't a lot of things to do so they will climb the chair you said they shouldn't climb they will run where you said they shouldn't run you must have the spirit of tolerance hallelujah you see this this time is a good test for 
marriages. When we say marry your friend, it is for times like this. When our criteria for deciding our lifetime partners is all about external things. How tall is he? How rich is he? Which tribe is he from? Does he have a car or he drives a motorbike or a bicycle? All those things are immaterial. At this time, your wife must be your friend and your husband must be your friend. Hallelujah. I have said this time and again that if you are a lady and a gentleman is trying to propose to you and you realize you can't sustain a 30 minute conversation with him don't bother praying about it it is a non-starter you don't need a prophetic word you don't need a dream you don't need God to speak to you it is an indication that the two of you cannot stay in the same house imagine you are married to somebody you can't even sustain a 20 minute conversation with COVID-19 and in the house when you pass this corner is this the person's face you are seeing when you go to the bedroom is the person's face you are seeing kitchen is the person's face you are seeing sitting room is the person's face you are seeing how are you going to manage in these times those who are not married I pray that God will lead you to marry a friend stop looking at those external things stop looking at those those mundane things there are deeper things that are more important deeper things that are more important this is the time for husbands and wives to chat this is a time for them to gossip this is a time for them to discuss issues news updates I've said it time and again that between a husband and a wife there's nothing like gossip because they are one flesh so when you speak to your wife about somebody's matter you are speaking to yourself it is a, a monologue or a soliloquy I'm entering literature realms right now monologue and soliloquy a time for, for families to bond and you see for this period to be good for the family everybody must play their role well and be good Christians I'll explain you see sometimes people find it difficult to stay at home because their spouse is a contentious spouse you see Proverbs says something and a lot of the things Proverbs says that it refers to women, I like to look at it as unisex, both male and female. The reason why when it comes to things to do with marriage and, you know, things like women, Solomon was very biased towards women was because he had too many women around him. One thousand of them. So he saw things in that light. But I believe most of those things he said applied to males and females alike. He said, it is better for you to be living on a rooftop than for you to be in a house with a contentious woman. So me to paraphrase it. It is better to live in the roof on the rooftop than to be in a house with a contentious man or woman. Because it's not only women who are contentious. There are some contentious men. For those who don't understand contentious, contentious means quarrelsome. People who want to pick a fight at the least opportunity. And you see, if you don't want to be contentious, there are certain things you must do. It's not everything you must talk about. It's not everything you must criticize. There are certain things you just see and it is a certain way and you just commit it into prayer. If you are seen to be pointing out everything, the things you may be pointing out may be right, you may have a point, but when it becomes too much, it becomes irritating. Hallelujah. That is when you become contentious. You say it's better to be on the rooftop that means it's better for rain to beat you for the sun to smite you than for you to be with a contentious person in the same place if you have been with a contentious person before you will know that it is not a pleasant thing whether at the workplace or wherever people who will criticize everything will point out every little thing hey why are you doing this hey why are you doing this? some of the things they, they can be harmless but the accumulation of it now becomes irritating hallelujah so don't be contentious if there's somebody around you tell the person don't be contentious yeah you mustn't be contentious so it's better to be on the rooftop than to be in the house with a contentious person 
I pray that every contentious spirit will be bound during this time in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we will live together in peace, in love and in unity. Amen. So we've talked about the word and prayer. We've talked about tolerating one another. The third thing I want to say is that during this time you mustn't be careless with your health. Don't be careless. After this whole thing is over, everybody look for a scale and weigh yourself. Because of COVID-19, those who have hypertension have even forgotten they have hypertension. Those who have diabetes have forgotten. It's like everything is corona, 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 corona. Hallelujah. So it's like boredom can make you eat unnecessarily. When you see the fridge, it's like as if you have a certain attraction to the fridge. You must know. People stocked up for this thing. I bet most people, three quarters of the food they stocked up is gone. Because they have eaten more. Not because they are more hungry, but because they are bored. And food has become a source of entertainment. So Charlie, I must have something in my mouth. You just take it like that. And some of you, your cholesterol, the level of your cholesterol, if you don't take time, by the time this whole thing is over, you will be walking in dangerous realms. Exercise also. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, it says, body exercises profited little. That means they are not useless. Exercise in your home. Even if you can't go out to jog, exercise. Do something. Jump around. Do something. It's good. It will keep you healthy. Hallelujah. Those of you who are on medicines, don't forget your medicines all because of coronavirus. Continue to take the drugs. Hallelujah. I am not against taking drugs. There's not everybody who has faith to the level where they can say they are throwing their drugs away. Until you have that, continue to take the antihypertensives. Continue to take the anti-diabetic drugs. Hallelujah. And I pray that your, your faith will grow to the point where your faith can sustain you and you will not need the drugs again. Amen. But until then, continue to take your drugs. Don't eat just anything. Still be mindful of what you are taking in. Take care of your body. Be responsible with this temple that God has given unto you. Number four. Rest, but don't be idle. There's a difference between resting and being idle. It's good to rest. For most people, it's, 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 it's a good time to to replenish some energy it is good but don't be idle there's a saying that the idle mind is the devil's workshop some of you will testify that during these times of idleness you are struggling with your thoughts you are struggling with the things right now you see the enemy is is bombarding people's minds with all kinds of ideas with all sorts of imaginations this is the time when there is no work to do when there is nothing to do the enemy comes and chats in the garden of Eden it was loneliness that was the doorway for Satan to get through to Eve it's because Adam was out there Naming the animals. You, you are dog. You, you are called horse. You, you are called this. Blah, blah, blah. Naming all the animals. And Eve was alone. Lonely. Idleness. Loneliness. But I challenge somebody today. Turn your loneliness into solitude. There is a difference between loneliness and solitude. Loneliness is negative. Solitude. If you decide to turn the loneliness into solitude. By the time this is over, you will be stronger. You will be stronger. Turn the loneliness into solitude. Now some of you don't live with anybody. You live in your one room apartment. You can't really come out. It is you, yourself, and the Holy Ghost. Enter into prayer like never before. One of these days, by the time you have spent hours in prayer, when you come out of your room like Moses, your face will be shining. The, the glory of God will be upon you like never before in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Turn your loneliness into solitude. It shouldn't all be about social media. I don't know how many of you, you realize around this time that your friend request will increase. It's because people are bored. Don't think you have become popular suddenly. 
CNN has not shown your face. GTV has not shown your face. People are just bored. You realize that most of those who send you friend requests, you don't even know them. Because they just flip through your profile and say, oh, let me befriend this man. They are bored. They are idle. They don't have anything doing. But I pray that you will not be idle during this time. There are too many things to do. Even if you don't have anything to do, pray against coronavirus. Pray against COVID-19. That alone is a full-time job. It should be enough to keep you occupied until this whole thing is over. Pray. Find something to do. Look for Christian literature. Read books. Some of you, I don't know the last time you read any Christian book. You've not read books. This is a time to look for books to read. There are online courses. This is a time to do online courses. Add something to your CV. There's a lot you can do. Don't be idle. Don't just be there. The ladies, learn new, new recipes. Not just the ladies. The gentlemen to learn new recipes. To cook at home. Hallelujah. Go on to the net. Look for sumptuous meals. And learn the, the recipes. Don't be idle. Don't just be there. Don't just be there. And you see, fraudsters will take advantage of the loneliness and the boredom of people. Some of the people who will befriend you on Facebook, they are fraudsters. People who know you want somebody to chat with, they will chat with. The time you realize, Momo, you send 100 cities, 200 cities, 300 cities, like that. Just go. Fraudsters. So you need to be careful. I pray that you will not be idle during this time. Let your hands find some work to do. Read a book. Do a, a character study of somebody in the Bible. Those of you who are preachers, enter into prayer and get sermons. By the time this time should be, you should have like 10 sermons. Anytime you are called to preach anywhere, you must have a ready sermon. Like 10. There. Hallelujah. Don't be idle. Rest, but don't be idle. And then the last point I want to share with you, and then we pray, is that follow the public health directives that have been given during this COVID-19. See, sometimes we Christians, I said it at the last midweek service I preached, that faith is a tool. Wisdom is also a tool. And everybody must pray to God for the grace to know when to apply what. Even God used wisdom. The Bible says by wisdom he established the earth. That means the earth was established on a foundation of wisdom. There is a hidden code of wisdom. And anybody who can crack that code of wisdom will control things in the world. That is why the white people are controlling things. They have cracked certain codes. It's because the earth was founded on wisdom. When they say wash hands, please wash your hands. Hallelujah. Don't be careless. You can't afford to be careless. I told you the other day that even God's son, Jesus Christ, when his life was threatened by Herod, God told the father and the mother, carry your son, run away to Egypt. He said, ah, but God, can't you just strike Herod? Can't you just give angels charge over your son? You know, this is a, why should the son of God run away? When you see there's corona here and you've not heard a word from God, specifically that go there and demonstrate my power you better run away hallelujah yes there are certain kinds of faith that come by hearing when they say hearing and hearing by the word of god when you say the word of god it's not only what is written when god also speaks to you there's some levels of faith you can only demonstrate when you've heard from god hallelujah so observe the public health instructions that have been given and in fact, there's a lot of public health in the Bible. There's a lot of public health, in, especially in the Old Testament. In the camp of the Israelites. You see, God is, is very wise. So during those days, they didn't even have the germ theory. They didn't know about germs. They didn't know about bacteria. They didn't know about viruses. But when you look at some of the laws, let me tell you something. Some of the laws, they seemed funny in those days. But they were for the protection of the people because they were playing millions of people camped in the same place some of those look if they had outbreaks amongst them it would have been disastrous so some of the things if you read Leviticus chapter 15 for example they talk about somebody who has um, an unusual discharge how you must wash 
your hands. Wash yourself. He said, wash with running water. When you go back, go and read it. So what we are doing now, Veronica Bucket and things like it is scripture. The origins were in the word of God. Hallelujah. It said with running water. Some versions say living water. So in Hebrew, sometimes the living water, when it's running, it's like the water is living. It has life. So when you say living water, it's running water it's talking about. Wash with running water. There is quarantine in the Bible. There is self-isolation in the Bible. In fact, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Give me Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45. Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45. You see, I was talking about how to deal with infectious diseases. In this case, it was talking about leprosy. Those days, they didn't have a lot of knowledge. So, leprosy was like the only real infectious disease they knew about. So, a lot of things, it's like leprosy was the prototype of diseases that were infectious. And this is what the Bible is saying. It's saying, the person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of his face. That is the part I'm interested in. That sounds like face marks to me. And 95. Cover the lower part of his face. Why? Because like Corona, leprosy is also spread through droplet infections. Even though they had not isolated the mycobacterium leprae then, the wisdom of God had it that if you have leprosy, cover your mouth. Wear a face mask. Hallelujah. Later, go and read the whole of Leviticus 13. You realize that they were doing selective isolation. They said, when you see the leprosy starts with a skin, as a skin brush, you go for the priest to examine you. And they knew the different stages of leprosy. And they even knew when you are infectious. So when you come and they say, oh, the thing is now skin deep. This is, this is, okay, you are not infectious at this time. So you can be among the people. If they realize you are at the infectious stage, they will quarantine you. They will keep you away from the people. They will say, seven days, come back again. When the infectious stage is over, then you can be released among the people again. They had rules for disposing of their dead. Because there were diseases they couldn't understand. Diseases like Ebola. Ebola spread in West Africa because of a funeral. Some people went to a funeral, handled the body, this, that, that, that. That is how it started spreading in West Africa. The last Ebola outbreak that we had. So there were rules there about handling dead people. What you should do. When you go and handle the dead person, you are unclean for seven days. When they say unclean, what it means is that self-isolate for seven days because anything you come and touch is unclean. Anything you handle is unclean. And so there is a lot of public health. There, there were rules about waste disposal. Disposal of excreta. Even though they didn't know cholera. They didn't know um, entamoeba and all of those things. The rules were there to prevent outbreaks from amongst them. And I want to show you something in Isaiah chapter 26 verse 20. Isaiah 26 20. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 20. So when the public health people say stay home until this thing is passed, I'll show you that the Bible recommends such things. It said, come my people, enter your chambers. That means go into your home. It was talking about a time when there was an outbreak, like some punishment from God or what are this corona. We don't know whether it's punishment from whatever it is. There is something going on somewhere. It said, come my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself as it were for a little moment and I like the little moment because very soon we shall come out of this situation we shall meet together as churches we shall meet together as brethren we shall fellowship again it is just for a moment and he says until the indignation is passed it will pass away it will go away the virus will be defeated we will be victorious in this battle from the spiritual point from the medical point everywhere we shall be victorious it will pass but until then stay in your chambers be in your homes until the indignation has passed so ladies and gentlemen it is very biblical to go with the public health rulings the public health 
advice that we have been giving and so I charge you wherever you are just obey these rules it is for a little moment it shall come to pass we'll be released into the streets again the stores will open again the churches will open again businesses will open again businesses will flourish again loved ones will meet again it will not only be over the internet because even though this is good you will agree with me that the bible knows why it says you should not forsake the gathering together of the brethren there is something extra that comes from meeting each other the bible says iron sharpened iron and so does the countenance of a man i pray that during this time of COVID-19 your Christianity will not be suspended you will come out stronger you will come out deeper your roots in the things of God and in the spirit of God will be deeper your roots in prayer will be deeper your roots in the word of God will be deeper and my prayer is that families will be strengthened like never before bonds of love that cannot be broken will be established among husbands and wives amongst parents and their children amongst neighbors amongst people living in the same compound house in the name of jesus christ of nazareth wherever you are I want you to zoom into prayer right now you begin to declare that i shall come out stronger i shall come out of this thing stronger the church will come out stronger the body of christ will come out stronger my family will come out stronger we shall be more united the love of god that binds us will be stronger than never before in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the enemy will not take advantage of these unusual times to split us asunder the enemy will not take advantage of these unusual times to bring this unity in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god we are coming out stronger we are coming out victorious our homes are, are experiencing more love our homes are experiencing more unity in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god pray for your prayer life pray for your western life pray the lord let there be a revival let there be an awakening let there be a quickening let there be a divine shift in the name of jesus christ of nazareth every heaviness that is upon your spirit anything preventing you from praying we command it to be lifted right now in the name of jesus zoom into prayer wherever you are right now contact the prayer anointing contact the prayer unction in the name of jesus receive the spirit of supplication right now wherever you are let a spirit of prayer let the spirit of intercession let a spirit of the warrior come upon you wherever you are right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god our last prayer today is palm sunday the day jesus rode majestically into jerusalem and the people hailed him and said hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord my focus is not on the entry into jerusalem but what happened before the entry into Jerusalem? Jesus sent his messengers. He showed them a place to go. He said, when you go, you will find a donkey that has been tied to a tree. This donkey had been prophesied about by the prophets of hope. That Jesus was going to sit on a coat. There was a prophetic word upon the life of that donkey the messiah the son of god was supposed to ride on this donkey unto glory and i believe that represents a lot of children of god that represents a lot of people a lot of prophecies have been released upon your life of how god is going to use you of how you, you are going to be a financier of the kingdom of how you are going to be a counselor to many people of how you are going to bring many people out of poverty of how you are going to heal the sick of how you are going to prophesy but this donkey was tied today you are going to pray anything that is tying the prophetic word upon your life anything that is holding back the manifestation of the word of god upon your life jesus sent his messengers he said Go and untie the donkey. And if anybody asks you why, 
say the master has need of him today we speak to every entanglement and if satan asks us if principalities ask us if demons and witches and wizards ask us our answer is that the master has need of you the lord has need of you there is something that you need to do there is a destiny you must fulfill today in the name of jesus we take authority just begin to pray over anything tying your destiny anything holding you back anything bringing stagnation upon your life in the name of jesus everywhere that has been spoken shall come to pass the lord shall write unto you into glory in the name of jesus some of you are meant to be apostles some of you are meant to be prophets evangelists teachers pastors worshipers counselors people who finance the kingdom people who, who will give people counsel wise counsel to break them out of situations hey but there is something that is holding back there is something that is holding you back but today in the name of jesus christ of nazareth as servants and as messengers of god we speak to that entanglement and we speak the word of yeshua unto it that the lord has need of you the master has need of you maybe the entanglement may be in a form of sickness today in the name of jesus will lose you will lose you because the master has need of you because if you still have that condition you may not be able to serve god to the fullest of your ability today we command entanglements of sickness to be loose in the name of jesus we release you release your family we release your family members in the name of jesus christ of nazareth because the master has need of you father in the name of jesus we thank you for this word thank you for this word that has come forth we pray in the name of jesus that it shall be cemented deep down in our spirits that at the end of the day we shall be doers of your word and not listeners only father we come against any birds according to the parable of the sower that will come to take the word away we may have received it with joy now but i pray that that joy will abide that joy will last in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god thank you lord to glory father to glory son to glory holy spirit in jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen wherever you are put your hands together for the lord and thank him for the word that has come forth in the name of jesus Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!